Hello and welcome to Hopeful Conversations. I'm Vicky Montague and today I'm joined by Rani Bora. And Rani is an inspiration to me, I have to say. Um, I met you, I think it was a few years ago, and I was kind of in awe of you, I have to say, <laughs> because because you're real, like you're you're a real person. You, you to me, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, this person really knows what she's talking about. So to me, this is my understanding. Um, Rani has trained in um, psychiatry, and you worked in the psychi psychiatric system in the UK in the NHS um, up until not that long ago. Is that right? Yeah, until June, I had a permanent job, and then I'm I just do a what we call locum, like temporary work, uh, like part time. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, whenever when I first came across you, I remember just thinking, oh my word, if I ever had any mental health issues, I would want to go and speak to you. So that lady, that's the lady that I, <laughs> that I could see. Very kind. Because not only have you got the experience and training. Um, of working within the, you know, within that system, you also have an incredible grounding within the three principles, understanding the inside out understanding that I also share in my coaching. And that combination to me just fills me with hope, I guess, um, hope for a different way of approaching mental health and mental ill health mm -hmm. um and i remember bill pettit talking a lot about um you know psychiatrists learn nothing about mental health they just learn about mental ill health mm -hmm. and they know how to treat ill health but they don't know anything about health and that really stopped me in my tracks when i heard him saying that i'd never really seen that before so I guess I'd be really, really interested just to hear kind of a bit about how you ended up doing what you're doing. And you've got you've got so many skills as well. I saw recently that you you're an um, EFT like trainer. Is that right? You, yeah. yeah. Really. All, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this lady has even more levels of. Um, yeah. Amazingness that I didn't know about before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'd love just to hear a little bit about more about you because um what a great opportunity and more about your work and, and and what you do and what you offer thank you Vicky. And before that can i just say um how grateful i am um being here and i also see you just like me and, and we we all have so many different talents and you know sometimes we don't show up sometimes we just hide and you know uh, but the other people start to like say hey what, what you know that bit of you it needs to come out and i'm seeing you out there and i'm seeing so many aspects of you that i didn't even know about <laughs> uh, including you being an artist like oh my goodness my <laughs> art. so i just wanted to acknowledge you for what you do and how you're showing up and it's just beautiful to follow you on social media yeah. uh, and it's lovely that you call your podcast you know about hopeful podcast because like you said having the understanding of the three principles has given me so much hope for me and for people i work with uh, something that i never thought was possible you know um, yeah. so so like um like many others we think oh 
there's no cure the most we can do is like fix temporarily adjust a few things here and there adjust medication increase medication switch medication talk therapy and hopefully something will will click and, and you know people do get better and you know the people do who get better they don't come to us anymore but we can't live in this you know with the assumption that oh it's only the medication and uh, therapy that 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 did something to them to you know for them to feel better we don't look close enough to the you know to the person's resilience the innate resilience the innate health and what what did they see what, what insight did they have in the therapy what insight did they have when their mind calmed down when they were taking the medication um, so those bits are the ones that we are not pointing people to very often and if we start doing that I think people will know that oh it's not the therapy or it's not the therapist it's not the psychiatrist or it's not my you know friends who have helped me heal it's like they supported me but actual healing came from within right and you also know that so that's that to some for someone to see that is very hopeful yeah it's amazing isn't it that yeah. um yeah and i think that's what i i, I find so hopeful about what you do i guess it's it's it, because it's it's the combining of the medication which you know it, it may be required it may be required in order to allow the mind to settle enough to to hear something to have an insight to be connected to that knowing i guess within um and yeah. and ra you know ra rather than just kind of medication there you go off you go you know just sort of plaster over the top i, I just I love the fact that the you know there's the combination of both in what you're offering like that yeah yeah so few things like talking about medication but uh, let's go back to your question like how like you said something about how did i you know how do i i can't even remember what exactly you asked me vicky but something mm -hmm. around is it how i incorporate this or how i came about mm -hmm. what what's the What's a question you have in your mind right now to ask me, given given where we are in the conversation? Yeah, I think it, I'd, I'd love to know more about how you ended up in psychiatry and then the experiences that you had within that that then kind of led you to look yes. somewhere else. Because, you know, that's a, re a real curiosity. Like, I think that's unusual. Like, it seems to me that's quite unusual within that arena to to look outside of it to look at the resilience that's within people i don't know maybe it's not maybe i hope it's not i hope that there are more psychiatrists that are looking in the direction you're looking in but i'd love to know how that happened for you yeah i i think um i can't speak for everyone but i know that quite a few people are looking in another direction it might not be in the direction of the principles but everyone knows that most people don't know that there's something missing so for me, it was, thank goodness, I would say that I had low confidence, low self-confidence as I was growing up. I said, thank goodness, because if I felt everything was perfect and, you know, I'm, you know, just amazing that I might not have looked within and I might have just bang, 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 just let's um, achieve something, uh, one thing after another. And so I think I, I was a, an insecure child. I was lacking in confidence. It was, you know, it was easy to hide behind the facade of being a doctor. And so that all that was easy, but deep down I, I felt quite insecure 
and um, when I when it came to the point where we all need to look at specialty like okay you have passed out of medical school which specialty would you go for for me it was like something you know i have i've tried all of those surgery medicine cardiology neurosurgery and i didn't resonate with them i felt i was more like someone who could just sit with people excuse my dog i think he's <laughs> he's going to entertain himself um, uh, i just felt like someone who wanted time with my patients to just listen to them and so obviously when the all the you know all the choices came out psychiatry was a easy option because okay not psychology because to to train as a psychologist you don't go to, need to go to medical school and it's not an option for us but psychiatry was definitely an option but i you know came to psychiatry thinking that's what i was going to do i was going to heal people and then soon realized that no this is not what you're supposed to be doing as psychiatrist as psychiatrists, you're supposed to be assessing people, looking at you know, what's wrong and come up with some, you know, like, okay, this is what, what's causing them, uh, you know, difficulties or struggles, uh, and uh, come up with a label, treat the label with medication, and then, um, you know, it, it, it help them with therapy, um, signpost them to therapy and so on. And don't get me wrong, as psychiatrists, we also get, uh, we are also lucky to get some training in therapy. But knowing that we are not going to be therapists, but we have to have some training. So despite all that, I still felt something was missing. I really felt that someone, something was missing. And so I was lucky that um, when I was training to be a junior doctor, I also started looking into the personal development field because I wanted to fix my insecurity. Mm -hmm. I wanted not to feel insecure anymore. I wanted to feel good enough because I felt I was not good enough. And everything, you know, most people have the, those, you know, to some extent, right? I'm not good enough kind of story. Um, and, and so that was that was the beginning of my journey feeling, uh, if I can do something to fix myself and that technique works, then I can take the same to my patients. This is why I ended up doing so many different things, including EFT or tapping. And um, I, I was an advanced practitioner and also was a trainer until I came across the principles when it felt like it was just it just slipped away. I didn't need to take people back to the past to heal them right now. So um, it, it, it just left me. But more recently, um, I see that as a still a tool, just like medicine in a medicine can be a tool, like you said, sometimes uh, with the correct use. Uh, I can also see that um, I can use the, the tapping to help people who are really struggling to hear anything for example, or they are suffering from withdrawal symptoms from you know, trying to come up the medication. So that could be a really useful tool to just give them that, bring back them back to the present, where then they also realize that, like, gosh, that's not me, that's not who I truly am. And I can have these experiences, but I don't need to get scared of my experiences or try to fix them and try to resist them because most of the problem, like you know, comes from that. So, so uh, going back to your uh, question, it's just it's just like i guess me evolving me saying something and i'm just showing up just like you are showing up i'm just showing up with whatever makes sense to me in the moment and i'm so grateful i'm so grateful that i'm able to look in this direction because i know that although there are many doctors and uh, health professionals they are also like they know there's something missing uh they might be they might um not be able to articulate it in a way where they are also able to help the patients look within. Um, I don't know, I'm just, I'm saying this, but I felt that the three principles understanding or elite health understanding, 
give a very good foundation. It's, a, you know, it's simpler than just saying we are all true love or pure consciousness or something. Because when people might say, what the hell does it mean when I'm struggling with my anxiety or depression? So yeah. the innate health understanding um, really helps people to see something logical first sometimes and then uh, to use the intellect. But the deeper they, the, the, the more they keep looking, it's not any an intellect, intellectual exercise anymore. This is something from here. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I'm, I, I'm really curious about, about the kinds of people you've worked with, I guess, like, you know, we're talking hopeful conversations and I think what would be really helpful to kind of bring what you've said into, I don't know, into full color for somebody is, is to maybe, you know, do you have any kind of examples of people you've worked with who have come to you with a you know you may have may have diagnosed yourself with a particular mental health disorder um that have then kind of you know seen this innate health within them and, and had a, a transformational experience I, i'm just curious like whether you have any uh examples of that yeah there, there, there are countless there, there, there yeah. are examples <clears throat> even if someone um you know, say someone I've met in the, in the NHS where I don't get to, you know, speak to them so in detail, like as if I was coaching someone and saying privately, but then even if you, uh, if, even if I were to ask them to just read a book or watch, go to www.seedbanks.com and, and explain to them, um, you know, how they could be listening to them. In, in a way, Vicky, it's, it's like, asking someone to read the book of being you know the ultimate coach book so if the people just read like you said it's like oh it's a nice you know, uh, the biography of this person but we know that in order to really get the best out of the, the book you need to you know read the back the back cover and the front two uh, pages and then you read about you i also give some similar instruction to people who um want to explore the innate health understanding so when i i definitely point people to seedbanks.com. Um, I, I gauge, obviously, if someone seems to very intellectualize and they're like, no, nothing, no, for me, I might just give something which is like, like, for example, Bill Pettit. Bill Pettit has a lot of resources, so I might point to that in a very limited time. But otherwise, I would say that, look, you are struggling a lot right now with, and you have been on these medications, you have been through all this therapy, and what do you want? What do you really want? And obviously people will say like, I just want to be happy. I just want to like not to overthink. And I said, if that's the case, uh, are you are you willing to try anything? Most people say, yes, I'm willing to try anything. I will say, well, th this is as simple as it gets. Could you do this? Could you go to um, seedbanks.com and, and, and do exactly this? And without trying to break, uh, breach confidentiality, I can remember a person um, very recently, uh, very suicidal, um, and for all kinds of reasons you, you can, uh, you know, you can imagine. But uh, the person did not have a very good life, and they, you know, always felt suicidal. And only, only having those brief conversations, along with like doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the in in a um, health service, just pointing, you know, pointing to the direction is giving the person hope. So they are seeing something. 
compared to the first time I saw them, the second time they were more radiant, they were like something had shifted and um, they they still felt that there was some bits uh, there was some bits they are struggling with but they, we were have, able to have deeper conversations now not everyone is ready for sure some people is like just just give me the medication just give me the therapy and i'll be i'll be fine so that's there and we just need to accept that um but what i have found is like my main the my if you call it niche or who you want to serve or you know whatever the the language is um, I don't get a choice when it comes to like my work in the NHS, like I serve anyone because maybe it's a free service and um, but I think I still feel blessed to have that, you know, because otherwise people won't be able to come and see me yeah, uh, and, and some, you know, some people really need that kind of support because they might be on benefits or they might be really stuck. So I'm so glad that I'm able to do that in the NHS, like to give my service for free for that person. Uh, but in my in my private work, I say to people that um, if you're looking for a diagnosis and you want to find out what's wrong for you know with me, probably I'm not the best psychiatrist to to come to because there are many psychiatrists who would be happy to diagnose you and, and tell you what's wrong and give you medication. That's not my passion, and that's being very very honest. Um, then people say, "Oh, are you anti meds?" I say, "No, I do prescribe meds, but there there is a rule." But um, we need to, there's a term called informed consent. People need to really understand why they are being given a medication in the first place, why they need to take it, what is going to do for them and or not do, do for them, what are the benefits, but most importantly, what are the risks. Yeah. We don't ask ourselves that, we don't ask the doctors that. And I say to this is the main, main thing, if I were to prescribe something, that's the conversation I will have with people. But ideally, if like people in, in my private practice at least, my um, because I am more interested in giving service to those people who are not served, and those are the people who know that they need to come off medication for whatever reason, or they're ready, and there's no help out there, and they are they, they seem to be really struggling. They can't do it on their own. So that's my that's those are the people I'm I, I would love to serve, and I also know that just coming off the medication is not necessarily going to work because think about it this Vicky. if someone went to went on the medication because they were really struggling with the, with the thinking you know with what's happening and they haven't even sorted that out they don't even understand that it's still there like oh this happened to me that happened to me and this is why i needed to take the medication so i guess only coming off the medication most people think i'll come off the medication and then i'll be fine well in a way, that's a big, long process in itself, and it can be quite challenging. Can be done, but it can be challenging. But if someone only, or someone's only aim is to come out the medication without doing the inner work, it's going to be much, much more difficult than if you were going to do both together. So this is what I bring to my um, private private work. I, I if, if people want to come off medication, now I'm not saying that people need to, and mm. some might be very, very risky. But if they are in a place where they are considering that, my first conversation with them would be like, how can we make them grounded? And how can we help them so that the soil is fertile, so that for them to like be able to come off that medication, like, like, and, but also like heal from within at the same time, and they're ready, because that readiness uh, is very, very important. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fascinating that, isn't it? Because, um brings to mind for me that whole thing of we can't change other people we and we can't make other people here 
something yeah we can we can point them in a direction and we can hold their hand kind of thing but we can't make that change that we can't we can't make somebody experience the world differently that has to come from a, a desire from from yeah. the other person yeah yeah, yeah. and vicky thank you thank you for mentioning that because uh it takes humility for any coach or any psychiatrist or any um any helping professional to to say that like i have been there when i really wanted someone to see like oh you come to me and i'm pointing to the sydney banks and i'm you don't know what you're missing and then i needed to go inwards and do my own work because I'm, I get into that fixed mode sometimes, like because I care for you, you know, I really want you to see, can't you see your suffering? Um, so that again reminds me that, wow, Rani, um, you know, so what is it that you, you are unable to see right now about your own thinking? And that puts me back, okay, like, let's pause here, let's take stop. Take stop. And it's so easy when you're in, a, you know, a helping profession, whatever you want to call that, you know the desire obviously is to is to help people but um yeah it, it it really it really strikes me over and over again how i don't know there's that there's some there was something in what you said about um you know the readiness to to do that in a work it's that that readiness can only come from from within somebody yeah yeah absolutely and and um you know sometimes we judge people that oh they're not ready look mm -hmm. at all that and um bill pettit again said something very beautiful he said ronnie i don't know a single person who doesn't want to have peace of mind mm -hmm. it's not about like they don't want to it's just the fear is very overwhelming for them to make any changes and when we when we see that the fear we have less judgment about the other person, knowing that they are doing the best they can in that moment where they, they might say, oh, I want change, and then they go back to their old, old habits. And I do the same, Vicky. You know, I came across the principle so, so long ago. I still have moments when I, you know, I go back to my old pattern, and then, then I see, catch myself, and the first thing is not to beat myself up, mm -hmm. and the second thing is like, wow, it's so easy to beat myself up and, and judge myself. Uh, and and so I guess this is a practice. It's not only practice, but we get to see something fundamental that you know about self love and self compassion. Um, no one else can give that to us. Other people can point us in that direction, but ultimately, we get to do that. Um, you know, in our own time, depending on where we are in our journey of that. You know, like Jack Prince says, that level of con consciousness. Very quickly, let me say that. I'm doing a program called Beyond Diagnosis. It's a 12-month um, transformative um, program for anyone with a diagnosis. So I, I get to talk to all these amazing like um, wow. teachers who are coming and um, being part of the, the, the faculty or the, uh, or the teachers. So I was speaking to Jack Pransky and he was talking about choice. And he said, uh, Rani, people talk about, oh, it's someone's choice. And he said, I don't think that's like that as simple as that people make choices depending on the level of consciousness they are on. So in order for them to make a better choice, they need to hear something different. You know, then, then they are in a different level of consciousness. From that place, they can make a better choice. But from the, if someone is like low or anxious or like 
you know, in a, in a lower state of mind. And then we ask them to say, oh, it's a choice. And they don't see other choices around. So they need to see something different for themselves in order to make a different choice. So I thought that was a beautiful yeah. reminder that we are all doing our best given the thinking in any moment. That's really beautiful. Yeah. And and that that level of consciousness that those thoughts will change as well. Yeah. To know that that's an ever evolving kind of, you know, there's not something that that has to be done to get a different choice, but it's something that will will naturally happen yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so are you already doing that program or is that something that's open for people who uh, might be listening to this now or can you tell you know, tell us a little bit more about yeah thank, thank you thank you vicky um it's starting in march so there are still some phases if anyone is listening here they they have a diagnosis or they think they might you know, a certain diagnosis might apply to them. It's not just physical uh, mental health, it's also physical health. Um, they can they can get in uh, touch with myself to know more, or maybe you can put a link to my website. Yes. It, it's yes. there. Um, so it, it's just, a, a, you know, one of the fundamental um, lesson for me is that I know that people need to see that they are not their diagnosis, full stop. So my job as a psychiatrist is to say, no matter who gave you any diagnosis, or if you think you fulfill a criteria for a certain diagnosis, you are not that, and let not that not stop you from living your life. So basically, that's that's what I want people to see and and create with me something amazing in their lives. I love that because I have always I've always thought. Um... But it must be quite a struggle when you're when you've got your psychiatrist sort of hat on and you're having to, you know, kind of label somebody with a with a diagnosis. I mean, that is the role, right? But that must be very challenging as well to know that that isn't who they are. To be able to, you know, how do you how do you kind of overcome that? I guess that sort of yeah that that disconnect almost. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's a beautiful question, and I think I, I just quote Bill all the time. You know, you 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 are not. He doesn't say you are not your diagnosis. He, he says diagnosis states uh, where you are, not who you are. So I think that's the fundamental. So even if I were to give someone a diagnosis, um, I would say that to them to remind them. Um, but most people who come to me, they already have some kind of diagnosis anyway. Primary care, anxiety, depression, or you know, bipolar, or whatever it is, but. That the truth is that it becomes an identity, Vicky, yeah. and and once people know that it is not their true identity, and, and they can create a create another level of identity if they want, um, that's definitely possible for them. Yeah. So this is this is why I'm so I find it so hopeful working within the mental health system now because I know that again that's just a label given, and then I can have those meaningful conversations with people, which is amazing. And it doesn't take very much, does it, to, to, to yeah. sort of say to somebody, well, this is the diagnosis that I'm giving you right now in this moment. But that doesn't mean that that's who you are or, or that that's going to be what you have in a year's time or three. You know, that there's that kind of, I think, it's my misunderstanding. It's not a lifetime diagnosis. Yeah. yeah, I think my misunderstanding about diagnosis has always been, um, you know, this is what you've got. So that's it and I think so many people hear that they this is this is what you have and so that's that's your lot the rest of your life and you know having 
coming into the three principles conversation I now absolutely see that you know like thought in that moment your body is experiencing this or your mind is experiencing troubles around that but that isn't a permanent thing nothing can be permanent right like nothing nothing stays the same the same the same unlike your true essence which is the only constant else is dynamic everything else comes and goes all experience comes and goes all diagnosis even come and go all treatment and you know that kind of uh, come and go and when people really see that and 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 still live life and, and do meaningful stuff for them but they know that the only constant is a you know pure essence and that's what the principles is pointing to anyway before we finish can you just tell us a little bit how you see that pure essence so if somebody is listening to this and they don't know what you're talking about like what do you mean i'm not the diagnosis or what is that constant can you point to what that means to you one of my patients use a uh, metaphor that i'm going to use just to keep it simple um she was using all kinds of drugs and she had all sorts of uh, problems um, and then uh, we had this conversation and then she used the um, I think she said my um, she, she used the term sorry I'm, I'm forgetting how the, how the real term but it's like that she didn't use the truth of who I am or anything like that by who uh, she used her own beautiful words uh, Vicky um, and she said that thing the 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 true me can never change you know the true me doesn't even need drugs the true me doesn't need that and i think she used it like the core of who i am my, my core yeah she said my core is not um, dampened by any of the stuff that happened to me my core has not been broken by any of the stuff my core is not affected my da, 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 da. and my core is already already always intact and, and and that's the bit I'm talking about. So for her, it was like my core, but for someone else, it might be like, I don't know, my true self or um, whatever metaphor you use is not going to be enough. But knowing that there, there is a deeper part of you, a truer part of you that's, n- that's never affected by any of the stuff, uh, you know, we, we experience in life or whatever happens. That's the best I can do at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that there's something beyond the busy mind creating, thinking. There's there's something else, right? There's a there's a quiet that comes before that. Yeah. Yes, and, and you know what? We're so busy in our lives, Vicky. The moment you said quiet. I, I, you know, I could just experience quiet. That was so beautiful. <laughs> we go about life thinking that we need to solve our lives, uh, problems and challenges. And we are so busy living life that we are not, you know, that exploring or, you know, or even being aware of the, the quiet that already exists. We are not creating the quiet. It's not about us creating the quiet. It's, it's like falling back and, and experiencing the quiet which already exists around us, within us. Something that we, you know, we are not very good at most of the time because of our mind, our ego, which is like constantly pulling us in all kinds of direction. But the moment we do that, we just settle into that space of however you call it. And from that place, you know, your wisdom speaks. 
and, and you know that everything is okay as it is right now in this moment. beautiful place to end that's not hopeful and i don't know what is <laughs> oh rani thank you so much for your time it's been so lovely i could speak to you for a whole day yeah <laughs> love to. you're very welcome thank you for this opportunity and providing this space for your listeners I know they get a lot of value of, you know, from you, you just being you. And I'm so lucky to be here today and having this amazing conversation with you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And I, I will put all the details um, below in the show notes uh, for people to find your website and, uh, you know, connect with you if they want to and find out more about your program, which sounds amazing. Um, so thank you so much for all the work you do. Really appreciate you oh thank you thank you <laughs> catch up with you soon bye-bye